Hello and welcome to the New York Farm Bureau's Weekly News Bite, bringing you the latest news from the New York State agriculture world. Urban lawmakers get an up-close look at agriculture in rural areas. Welcome to News Bites. I'm Steve Ammerman, Director of Communications for New York Farm Bureau. Three New York State legislators wrapped up two farm tours this past week, one in the Mohawk Valley near Utica and the other in western New York. The mission is to invite lawmakers from New York City and other urban areas to visit with farmers and learn more about the issues affecting agriculture. And it's working. The impacts have been felt far from the farm and into the halls of the Capitol in Albany. Today, you'll meet two of the lawmakers. We begin with Senator George Morello. He's a Republican who represents the 57th Senate District in western New York, just south of Buffalo. He partners with Assemblyman Chris Tech of the Upper Hudson and Schoharie Valleys to host a legislative farm tour every year that's becoming popular with their colleagues. Both serve as the ranking members on their respective agriculture committees. We start off by asking the senator how his recent tour went. It went really well. It was very exciting. This is the furthest west the tour has ever come. In fact, it's as west as you can get in New York State. Here in western New York in the southern tier, we had about 20 participants, largely from downstate, which was really nice. Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, and really got a chance to share with my colleagues, number one, the importance of agriculture, but also the diversity of New York agriculture. You know, the, many of them have been on this tour. This is the fourth time that they've gone on this tour. And so they've gotten to see things uh, over in the Mohawk Valley, the Hudson Valley, and other areas of the state, and a little bit into central New York. And as far west as we are here, you know, we have a significant grape industry, which we spent almost day two, almost entirely focused on, uh, on the grape and wine industry. So I thought it really gave a great example of why New York agriculture is important and the economic impact. So I think we were able to get that message across once again. When you're putting this tour together, I know you just talked about looking at the diversity that you have, but is there a particular goal in mind? Obviously, you would like them to understand more about agriculture, not only in your district, but around the state. But ultimately, what is the goal of these tours? Well, I think the goal is twofold. Number one is, you know, there's a lot of misinformation about agriculture in general, but particularly about New York agriculture. You see some of the propaganda out there where they they show horrible conditions on farms for laborers, for animals, you know, for the environment. And myself and Assemblyman Tig both want to stress the fact that that is not New York agriculture. And, you know, the second thing is we want them to have that direct connection with those folks in agriculture. It's one thing for myself or, or some of the or any of my colleagues to talk about it on the floor of the Senate or the Assembly or to, you know, uh, send out emails, but to see and meet these folks that these hardworking families that are in agriculture, most of them for multiple generations, and for them to make that connection and to be able to directly engage with those people is really, to me, the critical part of this tour, making it human for my colleagues. I know our members greatly appreciate that because that's something that is very concerning to them when they are painted one way when they know that is so not the case. And that's, I think, a, a very important point to make. In terms of your colleagues, and as you mentioned, many of them are from urban areas, from New York City. What is it that they're interested in learning about and what are the issues that they most gravitate to when it comes to the tours or you know, just having the conversations with you in the legislature and in the Senate? First of all, I, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, that these members have taken the time and have the interest. And I said that, you know, this is my third year myself participating in it. Chris Tate started, this is the fourth year for him. But to have those folks that are, for lack of a better term, open-minded enough to you know, set aside the 
the presumptions and to see for themselves. I just truly, truly appreciate that. What I will say is good things have come out of every tour that we have done. Two years ago was when I met Assemblywoman Catalina Cruz, and it was following that farm tour that I went to visit her in Queens and got to see firsthand the uh, makeshift food bank that they had in, in Queens. It's a very populated part of New York City, densely populated, very poor, and how difficult it was. And that's when we worked together, we collaborated to make the Nourish New York program a permanent recurring program through legislation that she carried in the assembly. Now, this is a, you know, a assemblyman from one of the most urban parts of our state and uh, the most populous parts of our state and probably one of the most ethnically diverse parts of our state. She saw the value in New York agriculture, so much so that she fought hard. She advocated so that we could make this program permanent and recurring. And it was a bipartisan effort. The chairman of the Senate Ag Committee and the, and the chairman of the Assembly Ag Committees, Donald Lopardo in the Assembly, Michelle Hinchy in the Senate, worked together with myself, Chris, and a whole cross-section of people to get it unanimously passed in both houses and signed by the governor. So these are the kind of significant things that can happen we were able to, you know, to bring the reality of our food supply chain and our food security issues in front of our legislators like that. Sounds like it's not just about learning about agriculture. It's really about building relationships that allow you to work together. Yes, just keep in mind that, you know, this should transcend the party politics, but it's always there, right? And to know that in this case, for example, when you have majority of farmers represented by Republicans and the leadership being the Democrats, to be able to bring those two together and to bring, like I said, a bipartisan group together to have something like the Nurse New York program made permanent is important. Last year, we had big conversations around meat processing and, and the lack of processing that we have in New York State. That brought about money in this year's budget to help address meat processing. And we're continuing to address that issue. I recently had some meetings with uh, the chairman of, of the Senate Ag Committee, Michelle Hinchy, myself, over some new meat processing plants in New York State that we're trying to to help facilitate. This is not a dog and pony show. This is not a photo op. These are real opportunities to find that common ground because let's face it, there's a lot of things we do not agree on. There's a lot of things that fundamentally we do not agree on. But I think we all understand that number one, agriculture is critically important. Number two, everyone eats in New York State. So the question is, how are we going to provide that food and ensure that New York State is self-reliant? We learned in the pandemic how fragile our food supply chain is. When you have to rely on other states and other countries for something as basic as, as food, it makes you realize that we can't afford to have that vulnerability. Yeah, very, very important. And I, I'm assuming then that, you know, this is the, the fourth year of the tour and, and you're going to continue this moving forward, you know, next year and beyond because it is proven to be so valuable. Absolutely. We hope this will continue on for as long as we can, but these conversations don't just to happen in the farm tour, the follow-up conversations, the, the meetings that we have. Like I said, it creates some momentum. You know, one of the biggest issues is the fact that, you know, agriculture is under attack in New York State for a number of reasons. And we got to have some very frank and honest conversations, you know, with farmers, with people that are in agriculture, agribusinesses, about things like the farm labor bill, about the issue with the, the neonics and how that's going to impact farming in New York State. We had some you know, very frank discussions and my colleagues got to hear firsthand what the impacts will be. So we, we hope to continue those discussions. We hope to do them in a productive manner and, uh, and certainly continue to advocate for the biggest and, and quite frankly, in my opinion, the most important industry in New York State, and that's agriculture.
Do you have any advice for Farm Bureau members and, and farmers when it comes to discussing some of these important issues with urban lawmakers in particular and how they can best do that? Yeah, I, I would say a few things. Number one is I want to stress the point that New York State agriculture is 98% family-run farms. They're not the so-called factory farms that we see in other states and other countries that many of my urban counterparts have this you know, preconceived notion about agriculture. They should know that our farmers are responsible. They're engaged in those sustainable practices, environmentally responsible practices. We showed them a dairy farm here in my district that went out of their way to ensure that the manure pit is not going to interfere with the water table. Things are, are done properly. They are taking that and, and turning it into fertilizer, the adaptable reuse of that manure. We showed them that the conditions under which many of these guest workers live, you know, that these are good conditions, that these people are treated like family. They come back to the same farm year after year, decade after decade. I would strongly encourage those members, when they have that outreach, to explain that this is important to them that maintaining this family farm is important. Therefore, they go out of their way. They go to the extra expense to meet those high standards, that this is an industry that's under strain and stress and largely due to not, not to climate change and not to the, the price of food or the price of commodities. It is largely due to bad state government policy. That's probably the biggest threat to New York farmers is bad government policy. So if we can explain that and do it in a nice way, or at least as nicely as we can, I'm hoping that that's going to help you know, create a new emphasis on the importance of farming in New York. We're going to continue to do these tours, but also we want to continue to strongly advocate on behalf of our farmers. And sometimes, you know, that, that has to be a, a loud voice that, you know, maybe breaks a few eggs in the process, but, but there always is the opportunity to, to have those productive conversations and to create goodwill. I will continue to be an advocate for agriculture and continue to do it in the best way that I possibly can. Assemblywoman Marion Buttonshawn hosted a similar one-day tour in her area. She's a Democrat representing the 119th Assembly District that includes the city of Utica and stretching west to Rome, New York. She too serves on her chamber's agriculture committee and her family has a Christmas tree farm. We begin our conversation with the Assemblywoman by learning more about her farm tour that she calls an appetizer to the two-day tour hosted by Senator Borello and Assemblyman Tegg. This is our second annual farm tour of the Mohawk Valley. I had the opportunity to secure funding in these last two budgets for Canal Cooperative Extension to work on a bridge program. And what it does is bridges our upstate farms with downstate businesses, vendors, farmers markets, and all the above. So excitingly, anyone in the downstate area that would be interested in fresh, outstanding farm products from the great state of New York. So ultimately, that was our first step was to determine how to connect them and to invite my colleagues across the assembly to the upstate area to just take a peek at how great these farms are. And last year, it was spectacular. We visited about eight farms and finished off at Buttonshawn Christmas Tree Farm. So uh, we were able to partake in a little homemade wine as well as uh, take a look at the beehives and just have some clear discussions about how important it is to make sure that we continue to identify those great products that are in the state of New York. So on, on this tour, what are some of the kind of farms that you plan to visit and how many colleagues will be taking part as of now? 
that you're aware of? At this point, I, I believe we have about a dozen that have responded. It will be in September 19th is when this will take place. So we find that our first stop will be Collins Creamery. He is the president of the United County Farm Bureau. The New York State Farm Bureau has is, is been enthusiastically supportive last year and this year. So we'll see representatives from there as well as local officials have all been invited. And the best part of the tour is you can pop in, you know, if, if your schedule is a little busy one day, then you can surely stop in for a few other visits. We'll be having lunch from our farm to table, a restaurant, Michael's at the Cornell Cooperative Extension. So they have the opportunity to tour the extension. And the meeting of the United County Farm Bureaus is at River Road Farms. So we will be visiting there and a lot of the members of the United County Farm Bureau will be there also. So we've tried to coordinate it. Donito Farms, which is always a, a great farm that talks about our, our dairy and Wagner Farms that is open to the public quite a bit in Rome, New York in as many sunflowers as well as other products, vegetables and such, just to try to give a wide variety. Uh, across the road from where I live is Shortino Farms, which is a beef farm within close proximity that they can see not only a Christmas tree farm, but as well as a beef farm. Very nice. Is there anything that you're most excited to, to show off about agriculture in your district, in your area? Well, I think that there isn't just one specific item. I think that that's why we try to cover not only beef, dairy, our vegetable markets, as well as talking a little bit about River Road is more flowers and that vegetable plant with their greenhouses that, that they have. So it takes a large group, a diverse group to come together to determine what is best. And I think that more importantly is just to remind many of our folks in the downstate area that buying from New York products is the best way to go. I was fortunate to pass some legislation last year that identifies Meet New York, which helps promote those products. Our farmers are the best of the best across the state of New York, but obviously I'm very partial to the Mohawk Valley farmers. But I can say that when you take the products that come right from the state, as I travel across the country, so many tell me how great our products are. And they're 100% correct. I am the chair of the export committee and under economic development. And I identify it as exporting out of the state of New York. So these products, many times as I've had roundtable discussions, we've had conversations about how to get these products out. I am fortunate to also host Matt Brewery, a long and standing brewery in, in Utica, New York. So it's, it's just ongoing, you know, whether it's the hops that they're using and so on and so forth. So again, I can't thank the farmers enough for opening up their farms for us on September 19th to my colleagues. And many of them I just saw at the state fairs that are excited to come back to the Utica area in a couple of weeks. And we're ready, willing, and able to host them and, and share these great products. I mean, you really have a unique perspective because you represent an urban area yourself with the city of Utica, obviously some more rural parts and included a number of farms. What are some of the things that, in particular, some of the urban lawmakers are interested in seeing and learning about and are interested in focusing on when it comes to agriculture? When I talk to my colleagues downstate, obviously, they, 
they like to understand the importance of how are we going to get these products from upstate to downstate. And transportation is always a very important issue that we need to address. Refrigeration products being picked one day and in New York City within five hours you know, and ready to go. They're talking about freshness. They're talking about the importance of what products are being used, as well as the concerns of how they're cared for to make sure that there is within the healthy aspect. If we're talking about poultry or whatever it may be also, just kind of expanding a little bit of the importance. My husband obviously is the strength behind our Christmas tree farm. So he talks a lot about the oxygen producing that you see that comes from trees and just the importance of, you know, we can talk about how important it is to have a great, wonderful environment. But at the same token, we do want to talk about a little bit of a balance and compromise. We go green is wonderful, but we want to make sure that, you know, our our farmers have the ability to adapt and function. Animals get sick just like we do. And we have to make sure that when we use the wording or identifying what could be done or should be done, let's make sure it's a balance and it's identified. I did a tick seminar regarding Lyme disease and guinea hens and chickens, probably the best defense against ticks. You know, my neighbor's chickens are running all over my yard as well as guinea hens all the time. Never bothers me in the least because I know what they're doing for me. So I think we just got to kind of continue that conversation that it's, it's not just farmers and it's not just those that are consumers. It's about how do we work together and how best can that be accomplished? I think you really hit the head on the nail with that. And you're absolutely right. You had the tour last year and, and have obviously been very engaged. Have you seen the, the relationship building help in discussions that you've had in the assembly with your colleagues about particular bills and seeing the impact of the tour, you know, making a difference? Absolutely. And I think seeing is believing always. So the more that they're well aware of what challenges our farmers face, we're fortunate with Terry Donito, you know, and the Collins family to really talk about this is what we faced and this is what we had to do. And these are the challenges. And I think that that, to me, is so important, you know, that they hear it firsthand. Sheriff Rob Machel was there last year. He'll be there this year. As you know, he's a small farmer and not only brings the perspective as a small farmer, but the perspective of of just even balancing it within the workplace, his work that he accomplishes. So I, I do find that so many times over that it is so important that we continue to talk about everything holistic. And, you know, I'm a member of United County Farm Bureau for years. My husband and I, we're dirt farmers. You know, we're just the individuals that the livelihood of a, a Christmas tree farm was to keep our kids out of trouble. So we worked hard, everyone in the family. Now we have the whole neighborhood that, that comes out and helps, you know, it's not a business. It's, it's more of just a time that everyone comes together. And as I said, my husband takes the brunt of it. So he's the one that's out there every day, trimming year round. And we appreciate her husband's hard work and the work of all of our lawmakers who are making the effort to bridge the urban rural gap and build stronger relationships. New York Farm Bureau is also hosting an annual legislative farm tour. This year will happen in mid-October, visiting a diverse group of farms in Washington County. Well, thanks for listening to New York Farm Bureau's News Bites. Please leave us a positive review where you heard this podcast. And a thanks to Seth Moser-Katz for editing this episode. Until next time. 
thank a farmer for all that they do.